Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nerdy AF. I'm Finch. And I'm Kayla. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to today's episode. Today, we talked with Superman Fit about his journey into cosplay and 3D printing. We also kind of heard a little bit more about his nerd card and how he got started, which all stemmed from Harry Potter. That's something we haven't really got to run into a lot with the show. So we really got to dive deep to hear a little bit more about how he got started with that. Yes. And on Instagram, he goes by at Superman fit. Um, I believe his birth name is actually Jared. So it was interesting to, you know, talk to him, get to know him. Um, he's somebody that, uh, I believe both Kayla and I've been following for a long time. Uh, he does some amazing stuff. His Arkham Knight cosplay that he made is just like out of this world. It looks so cool. Um, and it was great, you know, and, and especially coming to find that he was a fan of this podcast when we were a fan of his was like this like total mind screw. But it was awesome. Um, reached out to him. He was like more than elated to come on. And we sat down and had an absolutely unhinged conversation like <laughs> typically happens with us. It starts off, you know, very good and very professional. And so how are you doing? What's new with you? And then by the end of it, we're just like having conversations about peeing again. Yeah, no, that's exactly how it went. Um, and But it was a great time. He was so wonderful to have on the show. Um, and it was also really cool to kind of see, you know, some of the other elements that maybe not a lot of cosplayers have looked at. Um, for him, aesthetics is really important when it comes to his Instagram. And he did uh, name drop a couple photographers that we would encourage you guys to check out after listening to the podcast. But that was something that really stood out to both Finch and I when it came to looking at some of his material. It's really, really aesthetic pleasing he definitely sets the tone with his work um and he he's really come a long way when it comes to the kind of you know adjustments that he's made with his suit um and really who he's now known as it's really iconic as him being the the arkham knight for sure and uh you know our, our conversation was a fun path um like kayla said yeah we talked about we of course we talked about his cosplay his cosplay journey um nerd wise what got him into that um which led us into uh a an interesting conversation about Harry Potter, which it was, you know, at that point in time, it was great because it was like Jared and Kayla, like totally like fanning out over <laughs> Harry Potter. And I'm like, would you call it a Harry Potter virgin? Like I've never seen a movie. I've never read a book. I'm yes. not opposed to it, but it was by the end of the episode, it was severely impressed upon me that that has to be my next course of action. Mm-hmm. And like a good trooper, I'm going to do it. Yes. And so for those who are watching or listening, uh, feel free to drop in the comments on our Instagram or on our Facebook. What house do you think Finch belongs to? That way we we have a rolling poll. I'm interested in seeing your guys' opinions. I think it could be potentially Hufflepuff or Gryffindor, leaning a little bit more on the Hufflepuff side because I know Finch pretty well. But, you know, uh, th- those tests can be hard to really determine. I Oh, And if you, well, I guess you're going to figure out what I meant, but I'm a Slytherin. And so I would like to hear your guys' opinions um, from listening to me talk or seeing me talk. Um, What did you think I was if you had to give your impressions? Because I think that would be interesting as well. Um, But, you know, without further ado, we can let you guys get on and listening to this episode. So uh, grab your nerd card and let's get nerdy AF. The um, Jared, I have to say, um, like right off the top, one of the things that I love about your Instagram 
And anybody out there who's listening to this who does not currently follow Jared, um, I still feel like I need to call you like Mr. Fit or Mr. Superman <laughs> Fit or one of those. Um, but if you're not following Jared um, at Superman Fit on Instagram, do so. And one of the things, like I said, I love about your Instagram is like you call up your Instagram page and it's like BD energy, like right off the bat. Like it just like hits you in the face. It is so good. Um, that Arkham... take it, man. <laughs> that uh, that Arkham Knight is phenomenal. Um, so I guess to just get into it, what uh, what made you want to do Arkham Knight? So that's actually a funny story. So I didn't actually know who the character was. Um, I kind of stumbled upon it by accident. I was doing a Google search for something before I even started 3D printing or got into the space at all. Um, I was looking at something for Batman and I saw this, you know, this person. And I was like, oh, that's a cool Batman concept. And I kind of kept that in the back of my mind for a couple of years and I was like, that'd be like a really cool suit to do. I don't know how to do it. And then eventually, you know, this is a whole nother story. But when I got into 3D printing, eventually I did it originally to do an Iron Man suit. And then um, as soon as I, I remembered that Batman thing, I was like, oh, I got to do this. So I started like trying to design it myself. And I would I would search it like Batman concept art, Batman tactical, that like all these different Batman things. And it just wasn't coming up. And then one day I was playing this game on my phone, Injustice, Gods Among Us, and it's a DC game where you can pick different characters. And I saw Arkham Knight, and I was like, that looks exactly like that concept that I saw. So I typed it up, and DO3D had the full suit file, and I was like, oh my god, I have to do it. Bought it that night, started printing that night. Like, it was awesome. So literally just stumbled upon it, liked the design, and then remembered a couple years later and started printing it. And here we are. Well, I love it. Like in the world of uh, 3D printed, printed like cosplay, like it stands out because it's original. Like I, I don't think I've seen like other people really do that. Like the Iron Man suit, that's like a rite of passage in the 3D printed world. Like, <laughs> like that's like when you like graduate from like beginner to like maybe advanced. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I remember the first time. Yep. I think I was just scrolling through Instagram and saw it. I'm like, oh my god, that is Arkham Knight. That is badass. I love that. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's. It's definitely a unique one. Um, I did. There is one other person, or th- there's a couple builders for it, um, but one that I saw first, Saxton Thornstar. Um, he's, I believe, he's in Australia, and I actually reached out to him for a couple tips when I was building it. Um, so he was kind of who I looked up to when I was building the suit because his is amazing, also. Um, but I, I definitely tried to put my own twist on it. Tried to do some original elements in the design on the suit. Um, they kind of like did some com- some callbacks to Joker and Harley that aren't as noticeable in the pictures, but I try to make them kind of subtle to my own design. Um, but it's definitely a unique one. And yeah, I mean, Iron Man, like I bought the Iron Man files before I even bought the Arkham Knight files. Like I was ready to go. And then I, I kind of switched up last second. So I'm happy I did. It was a cool, it was fun to do. And yeah, Iron Man is, it's definitely on the list. It's coming hopefully soon, but it, it's not the first one for me. Right. I don't know. I don't know, Kayla, if you're in this position, but I was like always one of those people when I first got my printer, like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely doing an Iron Man suit. Um, and then I printed a couple parts for it. And then I got distracted by 15,000 other things because it's like every every second I see something, I'm like, oh, I got to start printing that right now. So Iron Man eventually, I guess now it's the point where it's not like, um, you know, it's not every so many people are doing them. And I'm not trying to knock that because so many people have done it. They look phenomenal. But uh, we're yeah, I mean, come on. Like, no, no, knock oh, Iron wow. Man at all. Like. <laughs> I have done it, but not not the suit yet. Right. Yeah. 
No, I relate 100%. When I first got into printing, I think that was my goal. I wanted a whole like marble wall and I had a whole PC setup that was specifically tailored to just Iron Man themes. So it's really cool to be able to, you know, have that vision going into it, but then see something that really appeals to you um, and kind of take a turn for that. And I feel like for you, like you said, there's only one other person who really did it. So I'm sure that was, you know, a really interesting challenge to kind of take on and have that creative twist moving forward with it. Yeah, it definitely was. And it's interesting because when you're, when I first did it, like I, I honestly didn't know anything about the character. When I first finished the suit, I barely knew it was Jason, spoiler, Jason Todd, <laughs> barely knew anything about the character at all. Um, had to do research about it to get the full backstory and everything. And when I went to a con for the first time, I still didn't know a whole lot about it. And it's funny because you'll walk around the con and you'll either have people who know who it is right away and they freak out. They're like, oh my God, it's a real life Arkham Knight. Or you'll have, and it's really two people, or you'll have someone who has no idea who you are. And they're like, and I, I, I'm literally putting together a list of all the names I've been called and I have it on my phone and it's like 20 deep, but they'll be like, you're Captain Batmerica, you're Blue Beetle, <laughs> you're Transformer. And like, call me all these names because of the, the moving lights and everything. And it's hilarious to get the name. So now I've just been keeping a list of all the names I've been called and they are, they're pretty phenomenal. You can be everybody. Appeal to all audiences. (laughs) Captain Bat America. I love that. Captain Iron Bat, I think, is my favorite. (laughs) Mixes them all together. And the suit's red, white, and blue. So, like, Captain America is the first thing they go to. And then the ears are like Batman. They're like, how can I mix Iron Man or Captain America and Batman together? And then... (laughs) Thus, a name, a new name is born. (laughs) So, Jared, I have a question for you. When it comes to that, it sounded like you when you were talking that it was more into your entry into 3D printing. So how long have you had the suit and what kind of like tailoring have you had to do along the time to make it more suited for you or fitting with what you needed? Yeah, so um, let me back up to when I actually first got into 3D printing and then that'll kind of lead into when I started the suit and everything. So I first got a 3D printing in April of 2020. I had followed Frankly Built, who everyone is very accustomed to, knows very well. Guys, um, and shout out to him for going fully uh, <laughs> content creator this this month or next month. So good luck to him. Um, but I had started following him like two months earlier. Um, so right around like February 2020, and he had just been starting to suit. He had like 10,000 followers. It was <laughs> it's so funny to see how much he's exploded since then. Um, but he gave me all these tips and he was like, he saw some other props I'd built, um, like some Harry Potter props that I'd built. And he's like, dude, you should buy a 3D printer. It's way easier. I was like, no, they're too expensive. And he was like, no, they're not. Bought a printer. And uh, I started I started printing some props. I think the first thing I ever printed uh, fully was like a, a the damaged Mark 50 helmet. And I saw that. Um, but I got into the suit probably around, let's see, April, May, probably around May. So I started printing it like two months later. I finished it on Halloween because um, I was actually going to wear it for Halloween. So I literally finished it that morning. So October 31st took me like six months-ish. Um, and the first suit was good. There, It definitely looked good. I love the way it came out. Like It came out way better than I ever thought it would. Um, but there were definitely some things that I could have upgraded. So fast forward like a year and I was at a shoot in Richmond and it actually got stolen because someone broke into our van and took my suitcase out of like everything that was in there there was like tons of camera equipment brand new from black friday like still in a box and they just like took my suitcase so i was like okay kind of came up with arkham nightmare in the meantime to kind of 
appease myself and whoever wanted to st still see Arkham Knight content. And then fast forwarded this year to GalaxyCon Raleigh. I was like, I was going to meet Frank for the first time. And I was like, I cannot meet him in my Arkham Nightmare suit. Like, I didn't personally like it. I was like, I got to have like the full getup. So I finished it. I had it printed. I was kind of sitting on it. And then he was like, dude, just finish it. I was like, okay. Six days, knocked out the entire rest of the suit. From, I had the helmet, the guns, and the shins. And then everything else I finished in six days. So um, back to what Kayla was asking about for tailoring. So the first time I didn't really tailor anything, I kind of just wore the suit. I had to, you know, I bought the jacket and the pants and then painted them. This time I wanted the, I never, I didn't really like the back on the first suit. It was a, it was just a leather jacket and it kind of bunched up because it wasn't fitted. So on this one, I actually tailored the, um, like the middle of the back and I made it more like V shaped so that I could move around, um, but it wouldn't bunch up in the back. So I literally just sewed that myself by hand and I'm, not a tailor by any means so that took a long time i think i spent like eight hours straight one night just sewing um and then i add on the straps um like on the buckles that go kind of like on the abs portion i made those elastic so i can move a little better and they wouldn't pop off and i'm like posing and lifting my arms um i added a fan to the helmet um that keeps that only like keeps like you cool which just a slight breeze on your face when you're wearing that whole thing makes a world of difference despite how much power you actually get into the fan it's amazing um, but it also keeps the lenses from fogging up because i cut i wear a balaclava so it kind of seals in all the flavor there so it's like <laughs> air just goes straight up and it's like you gotta you gotta like have some windshield wipers so that keeps those from fogging up and then i think that was about it for tailoring like making it fit to me everything else on the suit was pretty good i printed everything at the same scale um which i did if i had to play around with on the first one so like you know, like 90% of the biceps, 85% of the forearms, 100% on the back and chest, 100% on the legs, 85% uh, on the helmet so I get a little head. Um, yeah, just playing around with different sizes for that. But it wasn't a ton of tailoring, thank God, because I'm just not good at that. And then a lot of painting. Painting and something. It's all painting yes. <laughs> I sort of feel like that's become like an immutable law of nature. If Frank tells you to do something, you do it. Right. Like, I don't think <laughs> exactly. there's a, there, I don't think there's a lot Frank could like tell me to do. And I would be like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, <laughs> yeah. in, in certain colorful words, he told me to hurry up and get it done. So I won't, I won't share what those were, but he was, uh, he was pretty convincing. I'm like, yes, sir. Let's do I was going to say that's like taking con crunch to an extreme, finishing a whole suit in six days. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. It was the entire upper upper body um attaching upper body painting um yeah it's just it's so much and like it's fun though like you know you you set a deadline you want to do it and you just do it and like you just go for it so i would get home from work at four and i'll stay up till 3 a.m and that was for six days straight just working on something on the suit if something was waiting to like the glue to dry i was velcroing something if that was being velcroed i was sanding if i was done sanding i would paint i would paint come in sand paint swap out the pieces and it was a lot, but it was so worth it. And I'm happy yeah. it's done. That is cool. The, um, what, um, I guess if we go back to that, what, um, what was your first cosplay? Was it Arkham Knight or you've been cosplaying prior to that? So I guess without realizing it, technically my first cosplay was Superman. Um, hence kind of the name. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Oh, I just figured <laughs> that out. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 
<laughs> so my, my account originally was uh, a fitness account. If you scroll back, you know, like three years, you'll just see shirtless fitness pictures. And that's not to plug anything, but like, that's how the name started. And I wanted Superman fit with one T, but then it was taken. So I was like, you know, I'll just add a second T. And that's how Superman fit was born with two T's. And I like, I had, um, I bought a suit on Amazon for like $300, a super, a man of steel Superman suit. And I loved the way it looked. And I bought it for Halloween one year, tying all the way back to Halloween again. And I did, I bought that. I did a photo shoot in it. And this was kind of before I even knew what cosplay was. I was just kind of dressing up in a suit and taking pictures. And I wore it for like two or three more Halloweens. And I always felt like I had kind of a likeness to Superman. And I was pre-beard. <laughs> but um, so I guess that was technically my first cosplay. But as far as like, once I got into 3D printing, this has been like my, uh, the first suit I ever made. And the only one I've done. I've also done like a Green Lantern, which Foggy Night 14, Jake, he got for me, which was awesome. I wore that um, hall mat last year. I wore that for one shoot. Um, the Arkham Nightmare is technically another cosplay, but I don't really count that as separate. And then I have done Spider-Man as well. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, Arkham Knight's been like the, my, my main go-to that I like the best. Yeah, no, that it's really awesome too. Um, you know, the one thing that I did notice a lot with your profile is how amazing like the photography is and overall like the aesthetic. You you do a wonderful job with that. So with that being considered, like when you compare other like cosplayers, yours definitely stands out. And so is it very intentional when it comes to like the type of photography style that you choose, the kind of image that you're trying to put on social media? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll I'll plug a couple of photographers right now. My my favorite, uh, this is no secret, my favorite number one, Jonathan Cabrera. Uh, Jonathan underscore W underscore Cabrera. He is my favorite photographer. He does, anytime I post like a really natural kind of gritty looking shot, that's him. Um, he did the first one I ever did that kind of like went viral, if you even want to call it that. Um, it's just me standing like in the, holding the rifle. Um and I, I love his photography style. He does all natural lighting. He barely does edits. He'll do them if you want him to, but that's not really his, his go-to thing. I love a natural, like a good natural shot. That's, that's all I want. So he does that really well. Um, Brian Cox photography. He does a lot of the edits that I post. Um, he's really good at like, he took, um, he's really good at like taking video game backgrounds and incorporating them and making them look realistic. So obviously me being a video game character that works perfectly into that aesthetic. And he does a lot of other edits as well. Um, Ryan Sims, who everyone knows and tries to book with, he goes to all the cons. Um, Ryan Sims is amazing. His editing skills are about as good as you can get. Um, and I mean, he's, you know, he's one of the best out there. And then I think the last one, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I want to plug on here, but Jeff Jenkins, I met him for the first time at Megacon this year in Orlando. And Jeff Jenkins is amazing. He takes a lot of uh, Mass Mateo's pictures, Nashville Night. So we're trying to get out there and shoot, do a big, you know, Bat Fam shoot with them. But Jeff Jenkins is also top notch. He's really good. Yeah, also, John- we'll definitely have to check it out. So sorry. No, you're fine. I'm gonna have to look up and follow several of theirs. I, I started following Jonathan Cabrera. Um, I think after you posted a shoot with him, because I was just like blown away by the <laughs> photography that was. I mean excuse me, obviously the way the, the Arkham Knight suit looked, but then I think you're absolutely right. Just the way he framed it and set everything up and did, you know, the natural lighting and everything would just look phenomenal. But yeah, that guy is, yeah, I'm going to plug him too. If you're not following Jonathan Cabrera on um, Instagram, yeah. go do it for sure. And sorry, one more Maze Studio. We just shot with Maze 
um, about three weeks ago, he did really good natural shots also. Um, that's where my I posted the jumping shot a couple weeks ago oh, or a week yeah. ago or so ago. He did that one, so May Studio. He's also another really good one. Um, yeah, just like I, I'm a sucker for natural shots. Like you post a good natural shot with no editing and it, the lighting is on point, you know, like the stark contrast going on with like, you know, one light source. That's that's all I want. <laughs> that's so cool. I love it. Yeah, cool. The um geez. Um, and that's so hard to do, you know. So many people I think um you but interestingly enough, both Kayla and I have a bit of a photography background. And it sometimes oh, okay. it's, sometimes it's so easy for photographers to just like, oh, I'll just get the shots and then do everything and post at it, you know. Which I don't know. Maybe I'm old school photography enough that I think there's a hint of cheating there. Please, photographers, don't show up and murder <laughs> me in my house. Um, but yeah, having that skill and that eye to be able to nail it natural lighting wise, that is really cool. I didn't realize that so many of those were natural lighting, and now it makes me like it even more. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, coming from a photography background, you know, and I'm not a photographer by any means. I just appreciate a good picture or a good uh, photograph, which someone, I saw someone's story and they got mad when people would say pick. They're like, no, it's a photograph. A pick <laughs> is something you find online, you save it to your phone, it's a pick. Oh, no. It's like, I take photographs. I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. If you want to take a photo, that's fine. I'll call it a photograph. <laughs> um, but like the, to take a really good photograph and have it ready for just to send out raw and not need an edit is amazing. And there are people who do, who, you know, don't have to take amazing pictures because they're so good at editing. And that's a whole different skill. That's honestly, I don't even compare. I don't even think they're in the same realm. Like if you're a good fo like photographer and you're a good editor, those are two separate skills that go hand in hand. But I mean, it's the same thing as in cosplay. Like you can be a good 3d printer and you can be a good prop maker. They're very, very different. People sell raw 3d prints that are very clean and really good. My printers aren't dialed in enough for that. I get stringing. I have to burn it off. I have to sand it. I have to paint it for it to look good. And it's just, it's completely different. Actually, give me, give me like 10 seconds. We'll be right back. Yeah. That's a cool chair. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I just wanted to turn off my air conditioning because it's probably not going to audio is not going to pick up very well oh we were doing elevator music in your absence yeah <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> could have like the arkham knight theme going in the, that's okay all right so the question is because uh you didn't know who arkham knight was before have you since gone back and played arkham knight so i actually don't have a game system i never have but i've watched there's a 12 hour playthrough on youtube i've watched the the entire playthrough twice Oh, wow. So although I haven't gotten all like the Riddler trophies and, you know, sat through all that, I have watched the entire game through. I've read the full backstory of Arkham Knight. I know exactly how he started out as Jason Todd Red Hood and then, you know, or as Robin and then, you know, turned into whatever else happened, which, you know, it's a long story. But I did actually recently found, find out how he got his name, though. And that was from Harley Quinn when she called him Arkham's Knight in Shining Armor. So I turned... I made that as one of my captions because I really like that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I've played the game. I've watched it so many times. Yeah. You got your nerd cred with that for sure. Like if you put that much work into it, then that, yeah. that's, that's great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like that's more than some actors do to study their characters. So <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you got to win. I read the script. I watched the playthrough. We're, we're good. 
So uh, with that being said, oh, so sorry. Again, Um, I know this is like your, your most iconic, like full suit cosplay. Do you have anything moving forward? Like that you want to implement for another like full suit cosplay? Are you going to ride this one out with some modifications? What's your kind of thoughts for that? Yeah. So the biggest difference with this one compared to the first one is I posted on Reddit and it, I won't be modest. It blew up on Reddit. It got like over a hundred thousand upvotes and I was like blown away. And with that, you know, you're going to get people who have critique. You're like the gaming nerds are like very, and I, I don't mean nerd in a bad way at all. Like I'm a nerd myself. I fully admit it. Um, they're very critical. So you'll have people that say like, looks great, but here's something you can do. And I was taking that to heart. So people were like, your blue is too bright. Cause in the game, it's a very dark blue, which I interpreted two ways. I took it as the game is a very dark game and we don't actually see what color the blue is in like daylight. And I also wanted the blue to pop in real life on camera. So it went a little bit brighter. This time around, I took it to heart. Instead of just doing a, a primer base, I did a black base and then did the blue a little bit lighter over top so that it was a little bit darker. And I think it still does pop and it looks good because it's the metallic, um, but it is a little bit more true to the color of the character. And then I also obviously weathered the s out of the suit like fully weathered um not damaged which is a a different uh a different set of finishing techniques um but this is fully weathered i made it look like the metal was kind of uh you know rubbed down exposed a little bit more um so that was something that i wanted to implement moving forward because i always preach you should weather props um it's on a like a prop to prop basis but for the most part the majority of props look better weathered just because it highlights certain areas um, so moving forward for new suits, they'll pretty much all be weathered at s- some way. Um, as far as this suit, I may damage it in the future once I have enough content with it. Just so I have, you know, the fully nice, beautiful suit original V2 is weathered. V3 will probably be damaged. I'll do some cuts with some files and I'll, you know, maybe make some like bullet holes or something, you know, something not canon, but something that I think would be realistic. Um, moving forward, I do have plans for suits. Um, I guess I'll just say which ones I want to do. So I bought the files from Johan 3D Printmaster. Um, I'll be doing Ultron from What If, nice. and that'll be like a fully Chrome where Bro. Vision gets the <laughs> Infinity Stones. He becomes Ultron. If you guys haven't seen it, there is a full full suit file for that, and it's ridiculously cool. Um, I'm excited to wear a cape again because he does have a cape in the show, and I've been wanting a cape back. I tried to add a cape to Arkham Knight, didn't look right, took it off. <laughs> um, I do have the Mark 46 Iron Man files. Mark 46 is my personal favorite. That's the one from Civil War. I think that suit's the most beautiful. It's like one of the last uh, mechanical suits that he had before it went to the nanotech. I think it has kind of all the upgrades, all the features, the arc reactors all over it. Um, and there are a couple of builders who have done that already. So I'd love to you know, match or exceed what they've been able to do with servos and lights and smoke and maybe voice control i'll play around with that i've never done it before but mark 46 definitely opens up a lot of doors for experimenting with new techniques and new uh new electronics and everything yeah man that uh oh my god that what if ultron like if i started this podcast off by saying that your ig had bd energy like that's just like another level like that would look so amazing and i love the look of that character in the show to begin with and uh yeah to see somebody like a See, now I'm excited. Now I'm just going to start pestering you all the time. Like, dude, how's it coming? How's it coming? How's it coming? I'm jonesing to see it because 
yeah. <laughs> excuse me. I saw he had the files up there. And my original thought was, who's the crazy son of a bitch who's going to try that? Um, I met him on Karen. Zoom. <laughs> and I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot. Um, so Third Dimension Builds, who's an amazing um, helmet builder. He does all custom like uh, football Ironman helmets, or I guess NFL um, Ironman helmets. He's actually doing it also. Um, so it'll be really, really cool to see. He's, uh, I think he'll, he'll probably, he's started, like he already printed the helmet. He's printing like all pieces already. I won't even start it for a couple months. So he's going to be way ahead of me. So I'm definitely like piggyback off of his, you know, shortcomings or whatever, whatever problems he's had. I'm like, dude, just tell me all the problems. Cause <laughs> I want to print this, with no issues, finish with no issues. But one thing that I was happy about is because I finished the Arkham Knight so quickly, it used to take me forever to finish props and now I've figured out a more streamlined process. So I'm not as scared to start it. So I'm like, it's going to take me like five years compared to what I've done before. So now I think I can knock it out in like, you know, hopefully six months, but maybe less. So we'll see. Unless Frank calls and says, you got to have Frank that done by like, the weekend. I need this, <laughs> this weekend. You got to show up. We're doing a shoot. Like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and only having one big printer definitely hinders me from printing these things quickly so it might be time to invest in a second printer but i'm excited because this one going back to one more time this one's gonna be the full i can't say i've done a full suit build because it's it's like pieces i've done like a mando style suit where it's pieces of armor attached to an undersuit this will be the first one where it's fully armor and you gotta cover the gaps or you have to either either go for accuracy of the character or you go for comfortability of being able to wear it somewhere out and that that's playing with the gaps, the size of the gaps. So yeah, that's a fine balance. That's for sure. I know. I don't know if you watch the the episode with Frank in it, but he pretty much said yep. if you wear it around the house and that pinching, that's probably like the the biggest tip that I I've taken from there because I have I'm anemic, so I bruise easy to begin with. But like the <laughs> amount of times I've come home from cons with just like pinch marks where like just a, a big bruise line. Um, and I, I was a dumbass and I wish I would have done that ahead of time, but I think that's such a, a valuable piece of information for cosplayers to take, especially in your case where it's like 90, 95% all 3d armor <laughs> and then how to like holster that. Oh my God. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know Frank said it a million times and other people have said a million times, but no one's going to notice the gaps. Like no one looks at your feet and no one notices the gaps. If you look good from distance or even close up, like there are easy ways to hide it with an undersuit to make it look like it's part of the suit. There's easy ways to kind of protect yourself with like uh, felt tape or foam or something else. But full suits are no joke. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy by any means. I've never done it, so I can't speak exactly to it. But watching other people, watching Frank, listening to Frank and everyone else who's done a full suit, it's it's definitely not like Kiara. I watched her crush her uh, her Iron Man that she did she debuted a couple weeks ago i mean it's it's a lot (laughs) there's a lot that goes into it a lot more than what i've done with the arkham knight so definitely commendable yeah and i felt so bad for kiera um i because she was she was crunching that bad boy for um, c2e2 in chicago and i lived just like an hour and a half away from her which is like weird because that might as well be a thousand miles away from her because i i messaged her several times is there anything i can do to help and she's like Unless you're sitting here, no, like you know, <laughs> but she, but unless, like, unless you can rent you for the day to sand, right? Then, yeah, then, um, nope, but, <laughs> nothing but she, you can do, right? But she turned that sucker out, it was, it was absolutely amazing, yeah, yeah, 
if I do Iron Man, it looks half as good as that, then I'll be ecstatic. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to land somewhere, you know, somewhere below uh, Rogue's Gallery because I'll never be able to get that with the paints that I use or the sanding techniques. They're just incredible. Somewhere around there, I'm, I'm, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rogue's Gallery, I don't know. I'm thoroughly convinced that they don't 3D print those things. I think they have like a portal into another dimension that those things come out of. Because they look yeah, no, they so phenomenal. Them. It's like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, they just steal them from the set and they they just run with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they go straight to the source. Yeah. They need, uh, they need rescue Mark 49. Yeah, they'll just take it from, from Marvel. It's fine. Yeah, no kidding. They just got a sling ring. That's really what they have. And they're just getting <laughs> into the props department and ganking those things. For sure. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. We're going back to Seattle. Obviously, Sarah's from Seattle, so we're going back there uh, probably for Christmas. So we're hoping to meet up with them, try to steal some of their some of their worthiness, and hopefully pump out some good props after that. Hell yes! Yeah. <laughs> I was pausing for a second in case you had Kayla. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I keep like over speaking. I'm sorry. No. Um, the one thing, Jared. Um, now that you kind of talked to us a little bit about your plans. Um, I know you you tend to document a lot of the photos after the fact and like in the action photos. So do you plan on, you know, posting anything with your your work in progress for, you know, the upcoming stuff that you're going to be working on? So I tell myself every single build, I'm like, I just want to do like a, a build video or something to document the process. And like, I just cannot remember for the life of me to take progress videos or pictures and it's so frustrating. The first time, I think the first one I ever actually got was the Mjolnir build, which wasn't that long ago. Um, and I had the entire build process and that was cool because I could make a video out of it and it was interesting and it, you know, I could put it to the music to switch out of mine. And that was fun to do to like edit it and do that. And then I just built like a whole uh, Ray Skywalker staff and I didn't document a single piece until I was, d- I took one picture showing how I was going to break it into three sections for who I was making it for. So they could like measure and make sure it would fit. That was like the only picture I took. It's like, like, I, like I just strap a remember. GoPro to your head. I know I need to, I need <laughs> to strap one to my head, my chest, like my fingers, and then just, it'll catch everything I'm doing. That'd be dope actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're like watching me stand up close, macro yeah. sanding. Yeah. And he now spent ladies so and much gentlemen, time. yeah, here is but a to answer hour- your question directly. I would love to be able to document the entire build process for like a suit or proper yeah that would be that would be the goal i think you may have just like hit on a new like asmr is like (laughs) just like a 10-hour video of sanding a helmet just (laughs) and now we're going to the 60 grit (laughs) wait till it gets to 400 right blow your mind it's so smooth (laughs) i'd take you up to the 1200 but you're not ready for that nerdy asmr it'll be my my new youtube channel (laughs) i love it i love it i'm all about it for sure um so uh you know you talked about being a nerd this is like one of my favorite questions to ask of any guest because the best thing i think about talking to nerds is finding out like what their nerd origin story is like where that started okay i think i actually know the answer to this so when i was i actually don't remember when it came out harry potter the first book I think came out in 98 or 99, somewhere around there. My mom read me the first five, four books, five books, 
I would just sit, we would just sit at night and she would read me the like, you know, one, maybe one chapter times or like 30, 40 pages. Um, she would read me every night, Harry Potter. And I, at the time I wasn't, I didn't really know what it was, but we went to all the midnight book premieres. We'd be like one of the first people in line to get there. And I love that series without like even realizing I love the series because I was so young. Um, and now, you know, I have a whole, like my second bedroom is dedicated to Harry Potter. I have the brooms, I have the Quidditch chest. Um, I have all tons of props all over the wall, like posters. So I think that was my, that had to have been my nerd origin story for sure. Like Harry Potter, straight for it. And then it just kind of evolved as like, as realistic movies started coming out and I started enjoying those, like the original Iron Man, uh, I think Superman Returns was one of the first ones I saw, obviously The Dark Knight, and that all just kind of encapsulated me into this awesome nerdum. Do you know what your Hogwarts house is? <sighs> of course. I wanted, so I wanted Slytherin. I tried to get Slytherin so hard. I took the, the Pottermore test three times in a row and got Gryffindor every single time. So I am a hardened Gryffindor. <laughs> I, I'm a Slytherin and I remember being in a group of people when I, I started reading the Harry Potter books when I was in college, I think around my junior year. And so everyone in my life was like super deep into it. I'm like, okay, I had like a Hufflepuff friend, a Ravenclaw friend and two Gryffindor friends. And they're like, just, they put me in a room and they're like, take it without influence. And we're going to see what you are. <laughs> a lot of people thought I was going to be either a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff. And I came out and I was like, I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> no. Like I felt like some shame and they're like, finally, we've achieved balance. <laughs> there we go. They needed one. One Slytherin is like, you know, 10 Hufflepuffs or 10 Ravenclaws. It's like, so you got to have balance. I know. It was so funny. And I was like, I did not know. I now have really sunken into that. And I can, I can see why you'd want to be a Slytherin. We're pretty cool. But <laughs> anyway. So cool. Yeah. It's not like the, it's not the, the go-to default Gryffindor. I wanted something cool. Like Draco was always like this badass little, my father would hear about this. I was like, I wanted that. And then I'm just, you know, the, the token house. Yeah. <laughs> true. true. <laughs> James, do you have a, do you have a house? Uh, you Xavier, ever take yeah, yeah. Xavier school for gifted youngsters. That's uh, okay. that's my house. That's, uh, that's what's like this, this running thing that, um, yeah, like five minutes ago, you guys started speaking a different language. I've never seen any of the movies. I've never read any of the books, and I have nothing oh, against no. it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to be one of those people like oh, fuck Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I just I I don't know anything about it whatsoever. My wife loves it. Me personally, no. So yeah, like it might be time to clear some space on that wall for some wands or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to have a watch party on the Discord. I'm. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm doing everything I can to keep every Harry Potter joke I have like under wraps right now. <laughs> like I was so confused where you're like, oh, I wanted to be this so bad. And I'm like, then why weren't you? Like, just do it. Like, do it. like did you just pick that house? Yeah, it's like saying, like, I, I wanted to print a Mark 45, but I didn't get it. Why not? Like, just do it. Like, that's how and the fact that you guys are laughing shows just how out of touch I am because I don't even realize like how far off I am right now. It's you know, uh, you definitely can't just pick your own house. That's like a rite of passage. Is you you take the official test, and you get sorted. Or I guess you you get sorted into your house. You get your Patronus, and then you can continue on with the rest of your Harry Potter journey. And that's that's pretty much it. And yeah. if you don't read the books, you kind of get shamed. But you can watch the movies. It's okay. Yeah, and do that before taking the test. But we that's officially homework now. Finch. 
As okay. we we do the test live, it's only like 150 questions. Only. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a, a live unveiling of Finch's Hogwarts house. Is this? Um, so for those of you who are along for the ride on this one, um, is this thing just took a dramatic turn for the nerd? Um, what? How? I. 150 questions is it like a personality test like from hell or and people do this willingly it's not like court ordered or anything i think it's like 20 questions he was just joking i think it's yeah it's it no well the one on pottermore is pretty long i think it's actually like it's like close to 100 questions are you sure like it's like 10 pages of like 10 questions on each page it was pretty thorough it's something it's like it's at least like 80 for sure Last time I took it, it was like maybe like 20, 25 on the Pottermore thing, but it gave you like five okay. or eight answers, but like it was one question. Gotcha. Okay. I did mine a while ago. They might have, it could have gone through many iterations since then. Um, but yet, like what Finch was saying, it's like if you were to go to the store, would you take the red car or the blue car? And then like 10 questions later, it's like, if you were going to take the red car or the blue car, would you go to the store? And it's like trying to like trip you up by asking the same question a different way. So there, it's like, a, it's basically a personality test, seeing how your brain works. And if you're more like analytical or you're more like emotional and kind of fits, finds what house you belong to. Oh. But it's pretty thorough. I mean, I got Gryffindor three times in a row, which I think says something. I think Finch, I could see you being a Gryffindor or Hufflepuff, but more Gryffindor. I am a puffy kind of guy. See that? Um, <laughs> yeah, and I guess in a way that makes like a little bit more sense because I see people who like they they will like go hardcore like you know oh Hufflepuff or oh Gryffindor and I'm like is this just like a Team Edward Team Jacob thing again that I'm out of touch with or what? Pretty going much. On? But I see there's actually like per- it's not just like you picking your personal preference and then like you know. I'm a Packers fan. Like that's just what yeah. I'm gonna be. You know what I mean? Okay. There's actually like background behind it. I see. And like each, so each house, you know, there's Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and Slytherin. They all have different traits for the house. So you can kind of guess what trait you are based on the description of each house. So like Gryffindors are like brave and like have a lot of courage. Slytherins are like kind of witty and cunning. Ravenclaws are like really smart and um like very like well read and then hufflepuffs are kind of like artsy and like easygoing and chill so you can kind of like pick and like assume and guess which house you'll be in but of course not official until you do the tests (laughs) not official (laughs) can only speculate (laughs) (laughs) that is cool um yeah i guess uh i i don't know i i feel like i've been resisting it for a really long time and i don't entirely know why you ever get that though where you get like something so crammed down your throat that you, it almost turns you off to it and it doesn't mean you actually have a criticism of the thing itself yeah, yeah. i think i think i had just gotten to that point with that my sister's like so hardcore into it she doesn't <laughs> shut up about it so like years ago i was just like um that's so. for like seven-year-olds like leave me alone right (laughs) reading the book as or book reading the books as an adult um is definitely interesting versus someone reading as a kid so i encourage you i think i got a good experience reading them as adult as an adult um but at one point like i think it's the fourth book you'll just like you're gonna read them and harry potter is like a whole like a whole ass twat in the, the fourth book 
I hated that. <laughs> so Oy. hard to read, but <laughs> worth reading. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that- he, yeah, I mean, he's like the main character. He's got flawed armor. He's got, you know, he he goes through like angsty teenage years, but so angsty. He's going through his Anakin years. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's actually the one the one fandom that's been like crammed down my throat that I just can't like is Star Wars. Yeah. I, I like the the franchise as a whole and the the uh the props are really cool and like for me that's exciting. But I've literally watched like the first and second one. Um episode one, episode two, and I've fallen asleep halfway through them. I just like I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to like it and it's they're very slow. Yeah. Well, so much of it, the fun thing about doing this podcast and even like um, as Kayla and I have gotten to know each other, we have we have a pretty vast age difference. Like I'm 42. She's you you just with 21. I just turned 25. <laughs> I'm glad you think I look that young. Love. <laughs> Anxiety is giving right. me bags last year. <laughs> but um, the era you were born, like that plays huge into your nerddom and like what it is that you identify with. And like, that's why I'm like such a hardcore X-Men fan. And most majority of X-Men fans that I meet are like forties, thirties, because it was in the nineties, especially yep. the, the, you know, the X-Men comics yeah. and the cartoons and all that. What? I said my birth year. Yeah. <laughs> when it came into the world yeah but then that also plays into i think like the harry potter thing because you said the first book came out in 97 98 yeah i don't remember exactly it's, it's 98 or 99 or somewhere on the caleb i know off again off when head. i was born oh okay. <laughs> wow guys i i came into the world bringing so much good stuff with me yeah that was you the uh, yeah so basically it came out the year i graduated from high school so, you know, and you know what, you know how life is like once you graduate high school, like the last thing you want to do is read books. Like you've got, right. like, there is like so much beer out there and it needs me. It has to be consumed. Yes. Yes. And I'm yeah. not stopping to read about a wizard boy. Like I've got important hot guy stuff to do. At least that's what I thought. Um, yeah. And then eventually by the time you like start to settle down into like, you know, that like mode where maybe you could read a book by, by then there were like 29 Harry Potter books out. And you're like, where am I ever going to yeah. start with this? I know I'm going to start and, with the first one, but. And they're all like 800 pages. So you're like, I, I can't, I just can't, can't devote my time to this. But yeah, it definitely plays a, a part into like, it came out when I was in, I was like, uh, I guess six, seven, seven, eight, somewhere around there. It's like, I couldn't like the, I could have read the books, but like my mom wanted to read them also. So she just read them out loud. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely like it definitely helped with vocabulary. Ugh, I can't even say it, vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely helped develop my vocabulary. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. Um, but yeah, there's like good lessons in the books, and but like you said, like the age difference. Like when I was in eighth grade, that's when the first Iron Man movie came out. So like, whereas I'm going to high school and I wanted to like be like cool, I see this dude flying around in a metal suit shooting stuff. I'm like, that's cool. Like I want to be like that. So I'm gonna watch that movie. Um, but like when Harry Potter came out, it was, the first one was geared towards kids. It's about a kid wizard. Like it was just geared towards kids naturally. So someone coming out of high school like yourself, isn't going to stop and read that book. It's just not interesting to you. Right. Yeah, for sure. I get, I make fun and maybe it's like, I just have to like bite the bullet and watch it. Part of the problem is, is that my wife is really into it. My daughter who's 10 years old is really into it. And I've spent years like ruthlessly making fun of her for it. 
So if all of a sudden one day she comes home from school and I'm sitting there reading or watching Harry Potter, <laughs> I'm not going to hear the end of it. But, you know, I'm a man. I can take it. That's okay. You can take it. You'll just be twiddling a wand between your fingers and you'll just be all in. You'll have the glasses on. You're good to go. Right. You just got to gaslight. Be like, what do you mean? I've always liked Harry Potter. I liked Harry Potter before it was cool. Like, I'm pretty sure I like Harry Potter more than you. Yeah. yeah. I liked Harry Potter before you were born. Right. <laughs> It was like, I think it was like six months ago. I she was talking about Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. And I just told her, I'm like, Harry Potter is just Star Wars with crappier lightsabers. She literally threw something at me. It was so awesome. And she hit me too. So I was like doubly proud that A, she stood up for herself, and B, she had that good of an aim because her mom doesn't. So that was pretty awesome. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the gaslighting angle. I'm going with that. Like, I've, I'm just kidding. I've always been into it. Actually, I'm the one who got your mom into it, by the way. I'd say go for it. <laughs> have you so you haven't been to universal or anything james no um you talking down in florida uh yeah or california or or california no i'm hoping that we're because we plan on going to anaheim for WonderCon in march and i'm hoping in there we have enough time to potentially hit that maybe avengers campus a lot of it's going to come down to the the timing of the trip and everything all right then i'm giving you some homework you got to read or watch at least the first Harry Potter because Harry Potter world is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's one of the coolest, it, it might be the coolest place I've ever been to in my life. Like the one in, so the one in California isn't as good as one in Florida, but you still get the overall sense. Like you are completely immersed in this world of like crazy, like you're in the Harry Potter world. It's super cool. And it's very similar to uh, uh galaxy's edge in, in Disneyland. It's, Galaxy's Edge is way bigger, and I think that one's cooler um, as far as like California goes because it's you're like literally in a city of Star Wars, which is amazing. But in Florida, the you have Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley, and like it's just so cool. There's so much Harry Potter there; <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I'm looking for. I haven't been there yet, and I've lived here for three months, but I'm I'm waiting until it's like January, so I don't have a heat stroke. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, we maybe maybe we'll go when I come down. Yes. It oh is my very, God. very cool. You're going to be coming down in like January, right? Yeah. The, 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 the perfect time to come. <laughs> it's <laughs> we'll going to be a, what? Like maybe like 65, 70. I have no idea what the weather's like yet. That's we'll just have a Harry Potter watchathon and we'll just go through all, all eight movies and we'll be good to go. Easy. It'll be good. Like I said, we should definitely do. We talked about doing some like, you know, game nights or watching like some movies on the Discord, you know, kind of. We've been slowly kind of building it. I think that would be really fun to be able to do. Harry Potter. That way, we can make sure that Finch watches it. Yes, they made eight of those fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so, god. So technically, Man. it's seven books, but they had to break up the second, the last movie because it was it's so long, and they had to like uh, explain instead of rushing everything like they do now. Actually, yeah. took their time, made two movies, and they actually explained everything and kind of wrapped it up. Which I'll be like the cliche thing is like they left out what like seventy five percent of the books, but. Yeah, you get the overall gist of the story. The Draco personal growth they left out, and that made me really upset. Oh, I yeah, see that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was Finch's. That was his like most upsetting part of the whole thing. It's Draco's personal. <laughs> oh, dude, I cried. Definitely a Hufflepuff. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> straight Hufflepuff energy. Everybody's <laughs> calling me Puffy. Like Jesus. Um, you know that's that's what we're gonna have to do. We have to do a dramatic um, unveiling of your your house, but only after you read the books and watch the movies. Okay, so we'll he- slate that for twenty twenty seven. 
Yeah, pretty much. Time I get through all that. <laughs> he could get away with just the movies. I think that's acceptable. But the books are like you know they're definitely better. There's more more content. They go deeper into every everything's explained better and more. But you know, agreed. The uh, the movies do the movies do it justice. You get the general gist of the the story. It just occurred to me That's there's fair. a possibility that the first book actually might have been on my bookshelf behind me. Ooh. Some of those are my wife's. That would have been like funny if it's like, oh, look, it's right there. Um, yeah, and I've been trying to like maybe I have to rethink now because I, I do Dungeons and Dragons and the campaign that we're on right now is almost over. And our DM dungeon master, Amanda, she is a humongous Harry Potter fan. And she was like insistent that the next campaign she wanted to do was a like a 100% harry potter themed campaign where it was like all going to take place like at i don't know what's what's their school called hogwarts hogwarts, hogwarts. that's right yeah it's all going to take place at hogwarts so there's going to be a ton of role playing involved in all this kind of stuff and i just look at her and be like or we could get nail guns and put them to our temples uh <laughs> i mean i'm just throwing options <laughs> but uh one is definitely quicker and easier but you know Right. Yeah, it's true. But uh, yeah, maybe I have to rethink the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not committing to anything on the air, but uh, I can definitely say I'll give the first book a go and then we'll go from there. If you if you read one of the books or if you if you watch all the movies and you can find a prop that you like, I'll make you whatever prop you want and I'll send it to you. Can you make an actual flying broom? Because that would be dope. (sighs) I have a broom that you could (laughs) attempt to fly on. I can't tell you if it will fly, but you can jump from a high height and you can tell me what happens. This is a viral video in the making. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me know when you want me to press record. Right. <laughs> Flying is never a problem. Landing is where physics become an issue. I firmly believe that. Exactly. What's, what was the line from Toy Story? It's not. It's oh. falling with style. <laughs> yeah, I can I'm see sorry. that. <laughs> so everybody's wondering this is going to be a follow-up question to anyone in a full suit but how do you pee <laughs> ah the age-old question of how do you pee in a full suit yes so as i mentioned earlier uh iron man suits are very restrictive <laughs> full armor luckily i have just regular cargo sh- cargo pants on i can just have like black amazon bought painted pants um, my gloves come off very easily, and once the gloves come off, it's just like regularly peeing in long pants. <laughs> Can you look down in that helmet? Or are you just going off of like muscle memory? Yeah. So that was the next thing. The <laughs> helmet. I can't look down. I can look down to like here, so my eyes can go down like this much. Um, full muscle memory. You gotta just <laughs> yeah, like point, aim, and shoot. Hope yeah. you're aiming right, and it's from there it's all muscle memory yeah, yeah. you got to go off the sound at that point like peeing in the dark like if you hear it hitting water you're like okay i'm on target <laughs> i'm on target exactly <laughs> yep if you hear someone else yelling at you then you know you gotta like go back a little left or right <laughs> right you, you correct from there hey there yeah, buddy hey there. <laughs> i totally know what you guys are talking about mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah totally but yeah, it's a, it's not not as hard as you would think. It's it's definitely easier than an Iron Man or a, anything else that's a full full armored suit build. So that's the one thing I got to figure out when I start to take on Ultron or Iron Man. 
you well, know, I'm, I'm surprised they don't just like, well, I guess a lot of people wear like morph suits under there, but I mean, I feel like you could like, like a panel and just go like a door. <laughs> but then I don't know how, like with the morph suit and stuff, like, I don't know about you guys, um, but I know Finch helped me to try to go to the bathroom where I had like my rogue suit on. I was like, can you like unzip it halfway and then I can take care of the rest. And then I had to like walk out with it half zipped up and I'm like, I'm so sorry. But um yeah, I, I, and I, then I couldn't pe- like wash my hands as gross. I used, I had sanitizer with me, but like, I couldn't, they had like built in sleeves and gloves. So I was like, I have to zip it up and I can't actually wash my hands without being half naked in front of everybody in this bathroom. So <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> this is like the biggest, the biggest struggle of being a cosplayer is just trying to pee. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a big barrier. The, yeah. We're, we struggle. We need like a support group for this. Yeah. I'm surprised more people don't get like heat stroke and, and like symptoms of dehydration. Well, I guess a lot of people do, but maybe just not as severe. But I think two people two people went down at Dragon Con with that, but I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so for my helmet, uh, before I fixed my arms and I could I couldn't bend my arms up, I couldn't take my helmet off. So I had to put two straws together to get it up in my helmet to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I have videos from Dragon Con last year of me like sipping with two straws holding a gatorade and it's just going up into my helmet somewhere i love it it's amazing you need to get one of those like camelbacks you know what i'm talking about like those pouches that like like, go on your back and have the the hose that like runs up into the helmet you can just take a sip anytime since you don't have to worry about urinating you know these guys in iron man they're like we do prep we don't pee ahead of time we don't we just all bodily functions cease once we put it on like if you're wearing wearing cargo pants you can just like live the life of luxury when it comes to being a cosplayer you just have a camelback and a diaper, and I'm good to go. Yeah. Sponsored by like, depends. Yes. Thank you. That's like our big master plan. We figure if we talk about this in every episode, that eventually depends will come out with a cosplayer line and we can be the spokespeople for it. That's my whole retirement plan. All my eggs are in that basket right now. It's yeah. not a horrible idea. That's what I said. I actually, I was trying to get like Under Armour or Nike to sponsor like, like morph suits or like under, like underclothes for cosplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never heard back, but I thought it was a good idea. I think it's a fantastic it's a big idea. market. Yeah, I feel like that'd be good for temperature regulation, so it helps to kind of keep it cool and wick the sweat away. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, "Hey, I was wondering if you guys would be interested in sponsoring like heat gear for, or maybe it's cold heat gear for when you're hot. Yeah, heat gear to yeah. wear under. Sorry, I always get heat gear and cold gear mixed up. But heat's for when you're hot, cold's for when you're cold. <laughs> so like heat gear for under the suit because we get really hot and sweaty. And I thought it was perfect, and I. They just never even reach back out. So, yeah, I mean, they're not talking to the right person or it's a fake email. So we'll see. <laughs> you got to do it on your own. Patent that. I need to. Yeah, I guess. Those... The Superman fit. Superman fit. There's something Eight? in their clothes. Superman I'll figure fit. It out. Bam. Okay, there you go. Mark get 10%. Oh, I was going to say five, but hey, you're going to be negotiating. I just want I'm the free clothes. <laughs> yeah i get that that heat gear cold gear i get that stuff mixed up all the time and i really need to get it straight um because i got those mixed up like last winter and realized that i had the was wearing the wrong one once i was out in, like the 15 degree weather and went oh shit <laughs> like there's there's no heat in here it's all being whipped away yeah all my body heat is like evaporating into the air as i'm sitting at a tree stand that i planned on sitting in for the next like nine hours and after like an hour i'm like yeah i gotta go back inside because i'm gonna die by the laws of thermodynamics at this point so <laughs> we'll figure it out 
we'll, yeah. we'll get some with the nerdy AF podcast and Superman fit. We'll, we'll figure some kind of intermediary where we can, we can sell the shit out of this stuff. Yeah. I think Easy. so. Yeah. Yep. Get it custom tailored to your size and also your, um, yeah, whatever cosplay you're doing. If you need to like, uh, you know, what color undersuit do you need for your Iron Man armor or for exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Jared, we are, we are, uh, getting up, up to the clock here. Um, first of all like thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show we've both been like big fans and followers of yours for a long time and uh we're just like can't wait to see especially if you're going to end up doing the the ultron one like that's just my brain's going to be stuck on that for days now well thank you guys so much for having me um you know we've chatted i've chatted with both of you you know through dms for a couple months now and i've been watching i've watched all the episodes you guys have done i love the way you guys interact with each other i love the way you guys interact with the guests it's been a lot of fun and I I'm really excited to start it and I hope I can start it soon for you guys. I do have a lot of commissions, but I think after this round of commissions, I'm like shutting them off and I'm just going to focus on stuff for myself. So hopefully we can start Ultron or something else really cool here soon. Um, but yeah, the, this was awesome. I love talking to you guys. I'll, I would love to do this anytime you guys want. Um, it was great. You guys are awesome hosts. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. Next thing you build, take pictures along the way. Whip, we'll remind whip, you. Whip, whip. <laughs> yep. I will. I will definitely try. <laughs> that is the that is the solemn vow we will make to each other is that you will take pictures of your work in progress, and I will read the first Harry Potter book, and Kayla will just be Kayla, and I think the world will be a better place for it. I record. I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> The resident videographer now, <laughs> right? Of all Finch's attempts. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, all right, my man, um, Jared. Thank you once again. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, you will. Uh, we will definitely be speaking again soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. You all have a good night in uh, Florida and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Close enough. <laughs> it Close is enough. Illinois, but yeah, Florida, yeah. Illinois. We got it. DC. And, yeah. DC, right outside DC. If you guys are ever in DC, please hit us up. We would love to show you guys around if you haven't been here. If you have, we'd still love to hang out with you guys and show you all around again. It's a it's a fun little city. Hell yeah. I was um I was there once, I want to say 2006, and it was like one of those like I was in DC for all of five hours, which is not nearly enough to even begin to like you saw the main ones, you know, the Washington Monument, the reflecting pool. But then it was like, it just, it, like, I felt like I could have spent weeks there and still not gotten to see everything. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to do here. A lot different, all different kinds of things to do inside, outside, mix of both. It's it's a lot of fun for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I will definitely look you guys up if I'm ever heading that way. I'm Now I might just like find a reason. Be like, <laughs> hey, honey, I'm going to DC for the weekend. I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And I have, a, I have a second Harry Potter bedroom you can stay in. So you can just fully immerse yourself oh, in the just... world that's like to go. that's bordering on stockholm syndrome at that point it's like you will love it <laughs> i think i think stockholm syndrome when the the captor likes it so are you saying you're gonna love harry potter hey if i get it forced fed enough to the point where it's like i'm like my name is reek yeah yeah i could see that <laughs> this is the challenge we're willing to take on we'll send you home with a cloak and a wand and you'll be good to go that's right. <laughs> well, all right. Yes, definitely, definitely getting out of here. But uh, uh, Kayla, thank you. Jared, thank you. And uh, we will see you guys again. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.